episode is this i think 39 39 or is it 40 no it's 39 39 Mm -hmm. um so there's actually gonna be i was saying there's gonna be five more episodes so that means there will be six more episodes um of this season maybe still five maybe we'll go to 44 instead of 45 i feel like that's you we'll see i like four 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 yeah we'll go to to 44 um so five more episodes until the end of the season but it's about to get shonda rhymes ish um we're about to throw in like some um i don't know what's like like there's definitely gonna be a cliffhanger at the end of the season so keep an eye out or keep an ear out um there's gonna be like twists and turns probably no cash changes maybe you'll get like a sneak preview of uh people from next season um you know how like we start off we got like the foundational cast and then we can start bringing in guest stars more and like stuff like that so yeah um in the next five episodes it's about to start getting uh real interesting real crazy real crazy um last episode uh we talked about relationships and love and sex and stuff like that and it's cool because um neither one of us got like weird (laughs) which is super weird because i thought i was gonna get weird yeah you're right on the verge i I was on the verge virgil ablo 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 listen yeah who knows but um yeah i don't know fuck that episode um in speaking about that we were just talking about how many people think that uh an in-home is like a um like a promotion you know you go from like someone that you were like dating you were talking to or not even dating like you're you're like talking to whatever Mm -hmm. and then it like turns into more of a casual situation and like that is your in-home but an in-home is also something like you could go from being in a more serious relationship, right? Like we were in a relationship and now you're just, you're just my in-home, you know, yeah. like, um, so I just wanted to make sure that like that was clear that it's both a promotion and demotion. And demotion. Yeah. Um, this week is sponsored by Shrimp and Grits, um, which has been a little bit since... I've had good shrimp and grits, but I do have a good cheese. I always right now. make the best, the best shrimp. And, my own shrimp and grits is always the best. Yeah, definitely. I don't really. I only maybe once or twice had shrimp and grits at a restaurant that I really loved. You know, I don't feel like. Um, I feel like it's more like if my mom made them, like if you made them, if I made them, like yeah. otherwise. Um, yeah, because white people just be hearing stuff and being like, "Oh, let's try that." Like, like people be having it at restaurants and they'll think, like, it's good, but it's just actually not. Not, yeah. That's um, why I don't like having it at rest, like places. Yeah. The Breakfast um, Boutique, though, in Germantown is fucking lit. The Breakfast Boutique. I mean, that... Mm-hmm. Black-owned restaurant. Okay, well, that just sounds fire. Like, it's a boutique for breakfast. Like, that just <laughs> that sounds fire. Uh, this week's mood is brought to you by... Uh, or comes from, I'm still going to call him a legend. I know there's people that, you know, don't really like his actions. Um, he also has ceased to continue those actions because he is no longer with us. It's Michael Jackson. Um, if y'all haven't seen this scene, it's a pretty famous, like, it's from that documentary with Martin Bashir. 
um, where he was trying to like expose Michael Jackson as weird or whatever. And they went to Las Vegas. They're in this shop. Uh, and Michael Jackson is just like picking things out that he likes. And um, yeah, let's go into it and we'll come back and talk about it. This, what this, what this one, this one. About midnight. This one, about this table, this chess set. Isn't it beautiful, this set? Your chess set in, in your library is No, this one's very, bigger. This, this is bigger. bigger. Wow. Oh, it's sold, look. About this one, right? Is this yours? Yeah, that's the sold sign, mean it's for me. Okay, how much is that one? Did we ever get this oh. one, these ones? It's only 89,000. No. Can you put that on the list? Of course. Get your pin just so you can mark and not forget. I'm getting I... the uh, list now. Okay, did we get those? I don't believe so. I like those. Okay. Why don't we order those? Right. Yeah, I like those. Have you got enough space for all of this? Yeah, Michael? I do. You've got space? Yeah. And well, we've in, got in the these... house in Neverland? Or... No, this would be for another house. Oh, for another one? Yeah. Okay. We, we bought these, right? Mm -hmm. And these? Yes. And you, li these. you like your urns, don't you? Yeah. And these we bought? Yes. And these? Yes. This table? Yes. These? These? Right? Yes. Look at these big blue ones. Look how beautiful these are. These, right? These? Yes. Okay. Let's have a look at these ones. They're beautiful. Oh, that's only 275,000 each. So that's half a million dollars for those two. That's but he's, but that's he's not, going to give us a good deal. That doesn't deal. matter to you. He's going to give you a good He needs to give he, you a good deal. He loves well, to bargain. How, how much, how much has Mr. Jackson spent, do you think? Uh, Out of interest, just a round figure. Well, he hasn't put I the mean, bargain together yet. Yeah, but I mean, based on the price of things, but a couple of million or? Uh, I'm not, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> These things are mine, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you yeah. surround yourself with stuff that's like an emperor's house, isn't it? What? It's, it's like uh, Louis the Fourteenth. It's my taste. Yeah. yeah. So the specifics of the mood this week is... It's just my taste. <laughs> It's it's just my taste. Like it's this is the taste. way that, and that's how that, that's how subtle it was. It's just my taste. But the there's a like there's like a, a three second clip after this. He says it one time in the clip that that I have, or the thing that we chose. And he's like, "You, you, you, are you getting this? Excuse me, sir. My, my other favorite was when he asked, uh, like, yeah, do you have your pen and your paper <laughs> so that you can write this down? Because I'm I'm not trying to say this more than one time." Um, and I don't want you to forget anything that I visually picked out with my hands and eyes just now. I want to make sure that that's definitely on my list. I want to make sure that you I know that it. I want all of this store. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to have it written down. Exactly. So I want everything that I said, but I also don't want anything that I didn't say. <laughs> so pay very close attention. Everything in this bitch looks just like. He was like, did we get this? <laughs> did we get this one? Did we get these? <laughs> Oh, you know what? This goes with the statue that I got before, so let's just get the painting version no, of it, this too. No, this chess set is bigger than the one that was in the library. So. Last thing that I really, really loved is the guy, Martin Bashir. They're coming down the stairs at the end of the clip, and he goes, um, he goes, oh, so, you know, I know you like statues and things, but, like, pictures, how do you feel about pictures? And Michael Jackson goes, paintings, Martin? <laughs> These are these are paintings, like pictures. <laughs> He's so fucking terrible. He's... Are taken with cameras. 
is terrible. Yeah, so it's just my taste. Um, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about luck and fate. Uh, we have like a bunch of episode title, um, but I want to like title possibilities, but I want to say them all just so that everyone can hear um, all of them. Um, and then we'll <laughs> see which one we actually go with. Uh, so the first is uh, very superstitious writings on the wall. Obviously comes from Stevie Wonder, Superstition. Which I didn't know that he was talking about, kind of talking about, like, religion in the song. Like When you believe in things you don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Superstition ain't the way, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. See? Um, that's when Never Stevie Wonder was in his, he was in his, like, real space agey bag um, at that time. But we'll get back into that at some point. Um, another is still just young and unlucky. Um, obviously, that- I'm a Drake stan. Um, <laughs> it's from karaoke, which is actually probably my favorite Drake song. What's one of my favorite? Things have been so crazy and hectic. Ooh. I was only trying to get ahead. Like, yeah, perfect. That's a banger. Um, also, um, he should have stayed on that vibe, like, and just never left. Like, I would have, I, we would have been in a better place. Like, my whole beef with Drake is around the fact that he tries to act like he's not that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, bad luck to talk on these rides. Which is my personal fave off of Blonde. Um, it's been my fave at different. <laughs> Remember, points. you were like, what? Like how? Like why? How did you just start like getting white Ferrari? Because it's fire. Um and fucking late. I realized that because fucking late is just luck and fate. But when you're fucking late, it's like uh luck and fate. Um Oh yeah. So maybe that. Um and then last, which is actually not uh well, that one last wasn't a lyric, but this one is uh Down on My Luck, uh which is by Vic Mensa, which I think we talked about this song on here in Bobs and Bangers a little bit ago. Probably. When I get down um, on my luck, I have he he that's a really a banger no thank he has so many different lanes though like he he can make so much different like so many different types of music yeah shout out to vic mensa i fuck with vic mensa uh i see that there's a lot of people at complex con in chicago um Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna comment on it um for (laughs) motives and thoughts this week uh yeah we i all right let's kind of go into i'll explain a little bit more in depth like where this came from in the conversation that we started having earlier this week um, and why I'm like, yes, let's talk about this. So I've just had like a lot of random things happening to me lately um, that are like negative. And usually I have like, if anything, I have a lot of like positive random things happening to me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to think like, do I have bad luck or like, do I even believe in bad luck? Like, you know, is that a thing? Um, and so I think it was worth like bringing out into this larger conversation. Um, I think I kind of have some ideas about what I feel now, uh, but I'm going to start with asking you the first question, which is, uh, do you believe in luck, uh, good or bad? I don't really believe in luck. Um, you know, I'm big on like, like the spiritual realm. I think that, um, like the notion of luck is like things happening by chance and i don't think that anything happens by chance Mm. i think that we um and like whatever higher power you believe in for me is god but like we and god like ordain our footsteps 
Mm. Um, so I don't think it's like a, a luck thing. I think that um, we that we we think of things as good or bad luck or things are happening, but I think that that also comes from our our perception of like poor planning or poor. Um, Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Like poor planning or preparation for for things in the future and stuff like that. Um, I don't think that anything just happens by chance, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of the things that happened to me um, was my computer uh, broke. Like we were actually this is when we were going to record that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why, yeah, a bunch of things. Um, but yeah, my computer, I went to move it from like my office space to like my living room so that we could sit comfortably and still record and everything. And it's a desktop, uh, like a Mac desktop and I bring it out here, plug it up. It just doesn't turn on. And I take it to the store and like, of course I like, it's the most expensive thing that could possibly need to be fixed essentially on the computer. Um, thanks to God, I have like, you know, an insurance plan that's going to, you know, cover it or most of it or whatever, make sure things are fine. But also it's just like, why does this have to happen? But then again, like there is like, had I, let's say bought an Apple care plan and not have to wait for insurance or whatever, Mm -hmm. then like that, that luck factor is kind of taken out. So, um, I don't believe in like good or bad luck necessarily i do believe in like what i would call like favor or like god's favor Mm -hmm. um or the favor of the universe you know right um because i i do think that like that's why i believe more in like a bunch of positive things happening um at when a bunch of negative things are happening that's like kind of hard for me too because i don't look at many of these things as negative i think of them as the thing that inspires me to like get back to the positivity you know what i'm saying like oh you're just out here and like um we're gonna talk so much about lion king but you're out here in like the the graveyard the elephant graveyard that you absolutely do not belong in and so i'm telling you to turn your ass around and come home you know and like the positive thing is that you were able to make it here you know um, so I don't really believe in like good or bad luck. Like when people say the luck of the draw or just like, you know, whatever, I don't believe in that. I do though believe that there's like a favoritism that like works within the universe. And like, as you connect like more strongly, let's say it's a, a lottery of some sort and like I'm connected to the universe and I need that thing. That thing is going to be drawn to me. I think that's more so called alignment. Okay, yeah, I agree, yeah. Alignment and or divinity. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you are, like, aligned in, like, what you're supposed to be doing or, like, the decisions that you're supposed to be making when they're aligned, um, then it's going to be easier. I think that a lot of the times, I don't know if you see me talk about this, like, a lot of the times we operate in, like, a hustle mentality Mm -hmm. instead of, like, in an alignment mentality. And, like, Mm -hmm. with when we're aligned, when we're, operating out of like hustling it's out of like a place of um of like need uh, or like um yeah lack 
of lack or right rather than like i i try yeah you know i definitely agree with this like try to be god put me where i need to be at the right, right. time at the right time so that uh, i can hear the right even thing or like, learn the right thing like right yeah. i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be at, at, always at that time i'm mm-hmm. always exactly where i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah i'm not you know too far back i'm not mm-hmm. you know too far up i'm just like right where i need to be right now so yeah um yes okay so here's an interesting thing too right we have like there is some uh, a few people I like tweeted this out earlier, um, but there are some people who believe like definitely believe in luck and fate, right? And so um, with that, there's like you know multiple people that responded like yes, I do believe in luck, right? So with that, like how do we determine who's deserving of good or bad luck, right? Like how do we say like let's say like homeless people are, it, do they maybe have bad luck? And how did we determine that, like, they would be deserving of that? I don't know. How do we determine who's deserving of good or bad luck? I don't know. I think it's, like, it goes into, like, your intentions. Mm. Um, That's how I would determine it. Like, not everybody, you know, can or is willing to do really really good things or treat people really well but i think it goes into your intentions Mm -hmm. and that that's where the the favor or the good luck or bad luck when people have shitty intentions they you could be doing like you could be doing shit with like ill intentions and you're not really harming anyone but your intentions aren't aren't well right 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 and it's always gonna come that's always gonna come back to you which is like a a form of karma i guess but it's like i guess you can say bad luck um, I, I just thought about like karma really heavily and like all of our, uh, our things, right. Our sins or our, like whatever that we do to be, yeah. Like, and like transgressions towards like others, like when it's like negative and nasty and like mm-hmm. when it is not like where it needs to be. Um, there are sometimes I will say like when people do things negatively and it's based on like what's happened to them negatively you know and that's like to be understood but also something to like grow out of eventually Um, but those things that we know that we shouldn't do to people and say to people and like ways that we shouldn't treat people i think that those are things that ultimately like a push toward like lessons that pop up for you you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying oh you just gonna treat people super bad because i'm gonna say this like this is an experience you and i know about right you treat people like bad for uh their sexuality right or right. you like push someone away from you know certain things because of their sexuality and then like you know as it turns out someone in your family directly close to you in your home like uh is gay Right. right. And so now you have to like deal with this face to face. You can't push it out of your face. You know what I'm saying? It's going to pop back up, you know? Um, and so you're terrible to people. You push somebody out of your home. You then end up without one yourself. And like now you got to ask somebody like, can I can I stay here for a little bit or can I, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I do think that like that's how our karma is determined, like based on what what we do and then like i guess like uh yeah dessert like determining who deserves good or bad luck in it is like all right if you were presented with a challenge 
and you met that challenge and you did what you had to do, then I think the universe that you're saying to the universe, like, I feel it. Let's let's get right. it like it's hard, but let's get it. And so that's when you have like additional favor added to you. You know, um, I think also like this is a good place to talk about acknowledgement. Like, I'm going to take this, I guess, out of, like, for this question, um, out of the frame of who's deserving of good or bad luck. Um, I just think that's interesting for people who, like, believe that good and bad luck exists. Mm-hmm. But I guess because we both agreed, I uh, didn't know what your thoughts would be before this, but, like, we both agreed that it's more, like, favor. I think it's uh, acknowledgement of that, you know? Yeah. Like, taking the time to acknowledge your blessings, taking the time to acknowledge, like, you know what? I am in a situation that many people are not able to be in, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, even though things are difficult for me, like, things could be far more difficult, and things are far more difficult for other people. For some people. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think that that's what causes additional favor to be added to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, lastly, um, you kind of alluded to this in your first question, but is our fate uh, tied to our decisions, or is everything destined? Child of destiny. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I would I I probably would say um, that it's tied to our decisions mm. um, and how we what we do and how we operate when things aren't going well or versus when things are going well. Um, just oper- operating in grace <coughs> both ways. Um, I think that I don't think everything is destined though. I think that we are the masters of our destiny. But do you think some things are destined? Like some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things are inevitable. Some things are inevitable. Like I think that, I was going to say, I think that me having Chase was inevitable. Like, that that was, like, mm-hmm. written for me. Mm-hmm. Certain things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about something in my, uh, I guess, my thing to stand, one of my things to stand this week. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. Like, I believe, I've always believed in this, uh, this balance. I feel like I grew up in, you know, in church, which was very, everything is God's destiny, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, whatever, having certain, like, uh, intellectual or, like, scientific exposures, it being, like, one thing is connected to another thing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's it's nothing, nothing is destined. It's right. all, exactly, it's all chain of events. And so I've always, like, grown up just believing in the balance that it's, like, all right, cool, God has these things, you know, the universe is setting these things up for me. But I also do have the ability to fuck them things up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, even like the God and or the universe or whoever um, has lessons that I have to learn, but I can learn those lessons any type of way. Right. So like mm. certain lessons, you know, you can learn from other people's mistakes, but if you don't learn the lessons, you're going to continue to run into the same things you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, i agree yeah and i think it's also like um you may have like a set of lessons that you have to go through Mm -hmm. and you can go through this lesson at let's say 21 Mm -hmm. 
and you know or you can like spend 21 through 24 in a relationship and have to go through that same ass lesson at 25 right. you know and it just hits different because like you're not like now i'm 20 whole fucking five years old and like this whatever this is like let's say somebody played me and i'm feeling like i'm a whole grown-ass person and you just played me and i'm 25 i'm not 21 no more I'm not no fucking baby i'm a fucking man my nigga and like it, it's just one of those things where like yes it it you're you're definitely uh hit with things based on the decisions that you make you know and then you're definitely presented with like new decisions i feel like like very video game you get to like one level and then you get to do like different challenges in that level and then like all right cool you get to another level and you do those challenges but also like the end all be all goal of the game is definitely like God definitely got that kind of set up for you. Right, for sure. Like, in the computer systems, it's probably certain characters that can't get to certain levels no matter what. You chose that right. that character, like, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that these are our motives and thoughts for... Those are our motives and thoughts. For this week. Um... Well, I feel like I still have a lot to think about personally, but yeah, that, I think that's a. This is like a. This is this is a sparker. Here. A sparker. You hear that? <laughs> Lil Wayne. A Lil Wayne. Um, are we ready for? I would like to see it. Yes. We just got one each, so I'm gonna give mine and then. Let me well, give sh- mine first. Go ahead. I would like to see. People stop trying to validate their igno- ignorance by just calling it an opinion. Mm. You definitely That's, said this earlier. like. Yeah. I think that like people like try to say like oh well that's just my opinion like and that's fine and everyone is entitled to their opinions but 95 percent of the time people only say that when their opinions are fucking bullshit and based in ignorance and hateful your opinion is hateful regardless of like your opinion you, you're entitled to your opinion yes but are you entitled to be hateful no so. Okay, and I feel like you're entitled to your opinion, and you're entitled to it. It's yours. It can also be wrong. Right, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like, well, that's just my opinion. That's just how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. That That is fine that that is the way that you feel and that you're choosing to feel, but that does not make it correct right. or okay absolutely. just because that's how you feel. But amen. Uh, my I would like to see this week is uh, I would like to see the priority shifted to the needs of children who are hungry. So let's shift it to that and away from the government's deliberate desire to suppress poor people at every single stage of their life. Um, if you're not fully aware of what I'm referring to, this is in our the own city of Philadelphia, you know, America's first fucking city. Um, you know, the fucking declaration of fucking independence where, you know, everything's great and there's a fucking Liberty Bell and you get a fucking soft pretzel and a water ice and, and a cheesesteak and then go to the Eagles game and then all, all, all the shit. We love it. Benjamin Franklin. All of it is great. But y'all don't care about the fucking kids eating. There's uh, apparently like niggas are trying to pass bills and all of this just to take lunches like lunches that is eating in the middle of the day. 
right? Which is the thing that we know that we need to do, like in the beginning, in the middle, and at the end. But taking that middle portion away from students in the care of the government, the school system, because they're in control of that, right? The government is taking away children's ability to eat based on money situations. To me, number one, that should just, I feel like lunch should just be included in your parents pay taxes Nigga. for you to go to school. I'm paying taxes too, and I ain't got no kids. Like, I feel like that should just be included. I don't understand why that's a fucking luxury. Or, like, why, why is it's even an extra fee? Like, Right, that's what I'm saying. That's considered a luxury. Like, I have to pay to eat shitty school lunch? That does right. not make sense to me. And his parents that still have to pay taxes even though they pack their kids, like, actual food? Right. Mm-hmm. So since uh, I see at least seven kids in here today that got packed lunches, they paid for mine. Right. So I'm going to be having this joint anyway. Hit me with this turkey and cheese before I smack you. But the thing is to me, like, it's, there's no humanity in any of this shit. Not like, at all. A lot of the times, this is kids, like, only meal until their parents get home from work at 6 or 7 o'clock. Or, or really the only meal, only meal they know th- that they can count on, right? Right. You had a Pop-Tart maybe on the way out. Right for dinner, you might have be having spaghetti for the fifth day in a week, right. maybe. <laughs> right, fix. Right, like, mm-hmm. and so it just it's ridiculous. Like, we gotta take They're care. Literally, of the people. worst. Take care of people. That's it. And like, these are kids. These are children. It's not like regular grown ass people who had an opportunity. Right to like like these are kids. These are just children. All right. What's next? Um, we are at we are at who run the world. Um, I really don't have too many things or uh, much that I've added uh, this week. But Blue Ivy, um, I just want to give it up for her because yeah, she fucking killed it. Wow. Um, we don't even gotta say what it is. If you don't know, she did that. She did that. Uh, secondly, we forgot to, or I forgot to mention last week when we talked about Angelica Ross, uh, she has, uh, something called trans tech, uh, which is essentially a, like, a kind of like a WeWork, I believe. Oh, really? Um, yeah, for, uh, you know, transgender women of color. Um, it's a, uh, co-working and co-learning community focused on skill development and creating employment, uh, for trans and gender non-conforming people. Uh, it's in Chicago. Um, Is that where she's from? I believe so, maybe. Um, and then they're also, they do like meetups in different cities. Uh, looks like they're doing a Seattle meetup. Uh, they're a Chicago meetup that just happened. Um, so it's dope. Uh, I definitely think that uh, you guys should take a look. The Twitter is at trans, T-R-A-N-S, tech, T-E-C-H, social. Y'all should know how to spell all those words. Um, <laughs> cool. And that is who run the world for this week. Um, let's go to didn't you know first. Um, okay. Didn't you know? Uh, there's actually a few things. So the first is a, a rather long story um, that I will send uh, or I'll make sure are, are in the show notes. Uh, but it's from ProPublica. Uh, and it took me like literally a while to read it. I was reading it at work. And um, it just goes through the story of uh, Melvin Davis and LaCurtis Reels. Uh, they are brothers. 
um, and essentially they owned this land uh, and they were basically like moved out of their land. Uh, they basically like had their land stolen from them. And it's because most people like in, um, damn, I need to look at like the term that they call this, but basically when your family owns, uh, they call it like a land inheritance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, when your family owns land and, or even like owns a home specifically. And like, they talk about how in a lot of families, there's people like waiting for someone to pass away so that they can just like take over their grandmom's home or their, you know, whatever. But, like, if there are not things that are written into right. the like will for you to own it, yeah. yeah, like, it is very difficult or it's very easy for someone to come in and take your home from you. And then it be can become very difficult to get it back, right. like, up to the point where these men would not move off of the land and, like, went to jail, both of them for eight years, like, trying to get everything figured out and eventually, like, figured out the law and sued them and, and like, all this stuff, but, like, lost eight years of their lives you know what I mean? Like trying to just like have something that their father wanted to leave to them. Wow. And so they connect this to like, like not only like redlining, right. Which, you know, we talk about like making different laws for different zip codes and things like that, but also like people are just looking for opportunities to be predatory against black people, mm -hmm. especially as it relates to land and owning homes um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just something to uh, be aware of. Um, two, uh, there's a service called, uh, th this is, I just think y'all should, I know y'all own the face app thing. Um, there was a conversation starter in Apple Music, I mean Apple Music, Apple News this week um, called the Dark Side of Face App. Uh, it's just like a collection of stories that goes through like why the face app thing could potentially be weird um i like to let people make their own decisions right. uh, but one thing that you guys should know about in um sort of connection with this uh is a company called palindar uh p-a-l-i-n-d-a-r uh palindar is essentially a data collection uh and analytics uh platform um and basically they are like aggregating data from all of these different sources so for instance you'll have like your google searches you'll also have your like uh you know places that you've purchased things you'll have like you know so that's your like card transaction history uh they have like uh records from like times that you may have been like stopped got parking tickets arrested and basically blah, blah. It just seems like just making a big file on you. So like. Exactly. Yeah. Remember that so, episode of um, Black Mirror? What the fuck is it called? Damn, what's that episode called? When they had like that social score. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, damn it. I forget what that one's called too. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's um, what it seems like basically. Yeah. And, and not only just that, but it's like. Uh, being able to, um, like, basically, like, figure a person out before they can, like, do anything. Right. Um, it's, uh, I believe like, they talk about this in job the friend zone. job applications got a hold of all that shit. Yeah. Like, not just that, but it's, like, they're starting to, y'all remember that movie, um, a Minority Report? 
where they were like trying to figure out like people that did crimes before they do them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you just seem like you only do a crime, so we need to lock you up now. I would definitely be on that list. Okay. Not, not. I'm like saying, like, based off of this podcast, based off of my tweets. Oh like... yeah, yeah. I'm. They're definitely pulling me up on the joint. So, <laughs> um, it's actually. I'm sorry. It's called Palant. P a l a n t. T as in Thomas. Thomas I R. I always like to think of something funny to say, like T as in Tyrone. Like when you're on, like if you're on with like Apple Care, you call it Apple Care, and you're yeah, like, that guy. Um, I, I work. Uh, that's that's why like, I know that shit by heart. That's why I just yeah. like. But that was funny. T for Tyrone. T as in Tyrone. Yeah. Um, T as in. So Palin T I R. T as in thirty-two piece Tarawig. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, so that's Palantar. Basically, make sure y'all know about that and like stop giving these things your. I, I think people should also read into like machine learning. We call it like AI, and y'all know Common has them fucking Microsoft commercials with like the AI is the move of the future, like whatever. And like artificial intelligence, yes, is one thing, but also like the better term for it, the term that Apple uses and like many other uh, folks use is like machine learning because ultimately what they're doing is feeding information to machines and as a result allowing them to learn things i.e facial recognition right. uh, another thing that came out recently is like uh, facial recognition doesn't work very well on black people because the people that built it have white faces and so they're building it to look for like white facial features but also that doesn't stop like uh you know police and uh law enforcement like agencies that have access to facial recognition from using that against black people Right. So it's not really great in determining what we look like, but at the same time, it's not stopping them from using it against us. Last thing about facial recognition. Do you remember Insane Clown Posse? No. They were like a weird ass, like 90s, like super weird, but they used to wear that white makeup with like a clown face with like dark black eyes or whatever. No. Okay. I'll send you a picture in a second. Um, but. Insane Clown Posse, basically the makeup that they would wear, it like prevents um, facial recognition from working. Maybe we should just start doing that. So no, but I was just talking, we were talking about this at work, how this may cause like people to actually start wearing makeup like this all the time. Right. Facts. Like going out and like having to do this because but here i'm literally sending you what uh they look like and you're gonna be like wow nobody is gonna want to look like this nobody's gonna want to but you're gonna have to exactly if you don't want to be facially recognized um and turned well, into an eye robot <laughs> uh lastly this is a, a pretty serious um you ought to know and oh my gosh what you're seeing is saying clown posse yeah i remember the right. show now yeah it was not a show they were a music group <laughs> oh were they yeah <laughs> they had a song called gigolo is that song that no i think the that, no that oh. was r kelly and nick cannon <laughs> okay okay so um originally let me see when this first happened okay so this is in in uh october of 2015 and, like, we're just kind of, like, you know, fully hearing about this story now. Uh, but there was a, a transgender woman 
who was arrested in Atlanta for sitting on the curb. She was just sitting on the curb. Police went through her purse. They found a stress ball. They cut it open and tested it and claimed that they found cocaine in it, which ultimately they didn't. And then she spent the next uh, next half a year in jail wow. with like times in solitary confinement. So she wow. spent six months in jail with like, you know, a decent number of those months being in solitary confinement. All based on sitting on the curb and then them saying that they like they didn't find anything. They found a stress ball. Said that it contained cocaine. Like it, this is showing that you know I mean, what I'm reading here is showing that it actually didn't. It was later tested and there was no cocaine or like traces of cocaine found at all. And it's like imagine you can't even just be sitting on a curb. And that's funny because I always sit on steps and curbs. It's like my thing. I I hate standing up. That's probably why. Like you can, you yeah. Like I was just thinking about when we came back. We were in Miami and you were just sitting on the curb by yourself yeah. for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like you you like we feel this right. We feel this mm -hmm. like uh, we can't get pulled over. You know. Like we know the difficulty of that or like. Right, and that's the, like you you you're prepared for stuff like that. Getting pulled over. Um, you know, certain any shit, interaction like, that any with the police, anytime like, you're gonna be around a white just person, being, just know to you know, just being on a curb, like damn, I can't even sit on a curb without having to like be on my shit, on my p's and q's. Yeah, it's insane <sighs> to me. Exhausting. So, just things that we need to know about so that we are aware of uh, what is really going on in this world. Um, this is a good transition into, I guess, weird white people shit. Um, do you want to talk about, yeah, just talk about this first one, because I have no rap. I don't even, I wouldn't even consider this weird white people shit, but it's just weird shit that you I guess it's a sweet on fire, but it's grouped with white people, so. Yeah. Um, Ice Bay. Y'all are going up in arms for, for Ice Bay, who was, or is rather, um, a she was like a latina um guard at one of the concentration camps and y'all are fucking terrible first of all y'all really go up for any woman that's that's not black that's and, it and halfway like, attractive she, halfway she, she, attractive, she looks she looks ambiguous. reggie yeah exactly yeah. Regular looking, right? But she's racially ambiguous. Got it, you know, a little thicker. I, like people going up for yes, jewels. Like, it's really crazy because uh, a lot of niggas' standards is just not ugly. Mm -hmm. Like not like not real ugly bad. and a little thick. Right, and that's also just like in public because like the in private standards are the bars non-existent. The bars the on bars the floor. in the basement. On the bars on the floor. Period. <laughs> The bar Child. is underground. Child, the um, bar, the bar, the limit does not exist. Because <laughs> the that's limit does not exist. But um, yeah, whatever. Y'all just like this lady. Fucking this lady is locking children up with no water, drinking toilet water, and y'all are get. She has. She went up to like forty k something followers on 50, Twitter. Yeah, mind you, this this woman is also like responsible for jailing people that look exactly, exactly like, like her. her. And mm -hmm. so that just tells me that something in the milk may be spoiled. Right. Absolutely. 
So, um, second, this is another weird white people shit could have been tw- in tweets on fire. Um, cause it's from a tweet, but Madonna obviously has black children. We know that she has black children. She is using the pieces of watermelon <laughs> to, to make like skirts and body parts in pictures. It's really kind of funny, but only on these black girls. Right. So that's what's like really like weird and uncomfortable to me. But the thing is that she goes, I, I don't know. I don't know. What did the tweet say underneath Jim? The the one tweet says she is spiritually hungry for Jim Crow. Because she goes out of her way to do po- problematic <laughs> shit with these black kids. Yeah, and like you remember her like one Like she said that her she called son. her she, yeah, she said she's called her son her nigga like Yeah, and he's not nigga. black at all. Yeah, he's the a white one. No, she was talking about the black one. Okay, I don't no 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 no. The the first one is her 13-year-old son who's the white one is like oh. Rocco Richie. And he said, the tweet was, and I'm actually looking at a story now, but it was mama said, knock you out. And then hashtag dis nigga. Why was that necessary? (sighs) Hungry, hungry. This was from hungry, thirsting (laughs) for spiritually hungry for Jim Crow. Shout out to, I'm just going to say this uh, Twitter name because it's kind of incredible. God hates the USA because that's where this tweet came from. I'm going to link it definitely in the show notes so y'all can see this ridiculous watermelon outfit. Like, it's not even an outfit. It's a literal piece Video. of watermelon that she's holding superimposed up. onto a black child. Great she's definitely going to hell. Okay. Yeah. Now's my time. But now. Um... I'm going to give it to someone who has deserved it for a very long time. And we've never really done it on this show. And never. Um, and I, I've been, like, holding it in for so long because, you know, I do want to choose my words um, very specifically and wisely. Um, but I'm going to start with uh, a quote, and then I'm going to follow up with uh, a Webster definition Uh, And then we'll go from there. So let's see what I have highlighted in this quote here. It says, uh, they don't love our country, he told the roaring crowd. I think in some cases they hate our country. You know what? If they don't love it, tell them to leave. So let's just kind of start there. Um, The definition that I want to read is the term dog whistle, uh, which is a subtly aimed political message which is intended for and can only be understood by a particular group. What I've seen Donald Trump doing over like whatever extended periods of time, however long we've seen him in the public in this capacity, has been to like use this dog whistle method to like say things but not really say things right and this was a prime example um and a huge example of how he's saying like they don't love our country they want to destroy our country they want to take our country away from us what he's talking about is whiteness Mm -hmm. they don't love whiteness they want to destroy whiteness and the ability for us to just be white and do whatever the fuck we want and walk around here like we run shit they want to take that away from us and from you that's why they're our enemy. That's why we don't fuck with them. That's why they don't fuck with us. And I feel like, dude, it's over. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know y'all are mad. I know Cynthia's mad. You, Doug, uh, fucking Cheryl, all y'all, y'all be having meetings about it. Y'all are mad. I know the other thing is not working. The other thing, which is like, hey, let's just try to assimilate with these blacks. Let's try to use their slang and like do their language and all that stuff. Let's save these fucking African-Americans from Sweden because they fucking need it. We need to help them get out of jail. My fucking African-American friend, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Butt fat as I'm, hell. Not I'm not racist. I'm not racist. racist. I, have I have a friend that has a wife with a fat ass. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Like, it's like, you no, no. You don't get access to us. You don't get the ability to, like, tell us where we should and can go when niggas really ain't asked to be here. Right. For immigrants that did ask to be here, obviously maybe the situation that they was coming from was a little worse. But at the end of the day, you're not going to make a hell for me because I'm here now because I'm here now. Right. That's that. You want to say, tell these people, tell these four women of specific color. That's why it's so easy to target these four women because they look different, right? Everybody looks different. It's nobody in there that's just like, oh, well, we can't really talk about her like that because she's a white woman. Everybody looks different. And so it's very easy to say it's them versus us. Everybody just pay attention to that shit because, like, it's weird. It's disgusting. He's going to get reelected, though, I feel like. Oh, I, I can't even tell you. I can't even say on here the things that I feel about, like, what's going to happen. Because it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah, absolutely. 2020 is going to be a fucking shit show. I just hope y'all know that. But I'll keep my conspiracy theories to myself. We're at Tweets on Fire. These are some good ones. <laughs> um, Just before we talk about... um. How terrible y'all are, to be honest. <laughs> um, I just pulled Thanks. a couple of tweets that I really love from this week. Um, I know uh, at the end, like since the last show, there were those pictures of um, Ryan Destiny and Keith Powers, and they were looking like very 90s and like whatever. And they were, you know, really nice, beautiful pictures. Um, love them. Beautiful pictures. Great pictures. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. Um, <laughs> but. Um, someone, uh, this is actually at Ronasia, uh, tweeted, do you know her? (laughs) Uh, Uh, tweeted black love one, uh, hot boys and hot girls zero. So yeah, that's actually muted on my TL. All that city boy, uh, hot girls. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, this also is in the same vein of that, which is, uh, Future is corny for biting off a Meg. Find your own slogan, you 57-year-old slut. (laughs) (laughs) That came from um, Lukewarm Girl Summer at Pinky (laughs) underscore Balboa. And then the last, um, I don't know if anyone's like super into Friends, um, but Charnay and I definitely used to be. We used to watch Friends all All the time. All the time and like know most of the episodes all that but phoebe from friends i don't know who she was saying this to Do you remember, I remember when they were, we were creeping on the neighbor across the hall oh yeah i think that's my because she has binoculars, binoculars in her hand yeah, in the that's picture when, yeah when they were creeping, well actually across the building they could see into his window yeah mm-hmm. um and she's she's yelling she said hey that's not for you bitch 
and <laughs> this girl this white girl her name is lauren it's at lauren on uh twitter but like a lot of u's a lot of e's and n's so i'm not doing it with you today lauren <laughs> but it said uh blue ivy and beyonce when they see me streaming brown skin girl <laughs> and it says hey that's not for you bitch <laughs> So I also got a real life chuckle out of that one. I'm cracking up. Um, okay, here's the two two topics. Let's just say both of them out loud and then let's just like get it get it over with. So one Y'all were talking about beating your kids. You guys are super excited to be abusive. <laughs> Secondly, I just have here gay dads with the the TM, the trademark symbol after. So I'm going to let you launch into our conversation here. I'm just going to kind of hang back. So um, the first one was beating your kids. Um, there was a video that surfaced of a 12-year-old girl. Her dad caught her having sex in their house. And mm. he beat the shit out of her. And then he was calling her like bees and whores and all this stuff, right? So, you know, that brought a, brought a conversation to the TL. Everyone's like, you know, this is abusive. Like... This this is abusive, and everybody else is like, <laughs> you know, it was like basically like fifty fifty. This is abusive mm-hmm. versus this is how my parents treated me and beat me. Yeah, so like, like versus versus that ain't no problem. Right, that ain't no problem. <laughs> that ain't no problem. If your daughter was twelve years old, fucking, you would do the same thing, right? Yeah, I would do. Yeah, yep. That's what the the conversation was, and. It just is y'all are just fucking funny as shit because y'all are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like you and I were just talking about like people are are anxious to beat children that they don't, that even, they have don't even have yet. <laughs> right. They don't even know what type of uh behaviors these children will exhibit. Like, oh, I'm they don't I'm gonna definitely the... beat my kids. Like Dude, you don't like... even know your kids to know that you'll have to beat them. I really at this point I really don't ever <laughs> have to like beat Chase ever. Yeah. He draws yeah, yeah. and I'm like one, two. By the time I get to two, he's doing whatever I ask him to do. Or right. crying because I told him to like exit the room. Right. <laughs> because that hurts his feelings more. But like, yeah, like it, you don't have to abuse your children. And then I hate when people like conflate like one bad thing with another bad thing. So they brought up like a mom who was beating her son in the barbershop for like saying shut up and she was also being abusive she, she had his like sitting on pants top down of yeah. like ass out yeah exactly exa- and like still beating him with a belt and everything and it's like neither one of these none are of, okay n- none of this is okay none of this is okay none of this number one when you're getting to that point where you're fucking your kid up like that that's out of like frustration and out of um Pure anger. Pure anger. It's not out of like when your parents used to be like, this, Love, this, this discipline. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Like, actually, it doesn't because you, we knew that that was yeah, wrong. Yeah, we knew that that was wrong. <laughs> that was fucked up. But like, yeah, like, I, 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 But yeah, I feel like, like, we're doing, like, our parents did the best that they could do at the time. Mm-hmm. But also, like, um, I don't know if I said this over here. It's not to say anything. I shouldn't say this. Anyway, my mom kind of said to me, like, you're in a similar position that I was in, but, like, the difference with me and you is, like, you, ha- I-, I had two children and you don't, right? you know? And so in that, like, I have to realize, like, oh, yeah, I'm in a much different place than, like, my parents right. or than, like, Absolutely. my mom. So that means that I should probably be making different or better decisions. Absolutely. 
absolutely. My mom used to beat us. My mom used to fuck us up. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> but like, my mom also was a single mom. My mom had two kids by by the time she was my age. Two yeah. by herself, two kids. Not only yeah. that, she had a whole house, a mortgage, and she didn't really have a support system. Yeah. Like I am blessed that like I have like her and my family and like and other people around that like help me. Like mm-hmm. she didn't have that nor did my mom have like I had a good example of a mom. Mhm. A lot of our parents didn't have that. Right or even just had like healthy like, like I'm yeah. sh- yeah, I'm sure that my mom, like, maybe thought, like, oh, you know, I should do things differently than my parents. But my mom was still very much in a place, even at, like, her in her big age, where she was like, well, I should probably do what my parents want me to do. You know? Whereas I'm like, yeah, I like y'all and everything. Thanks right. for y'all, you mean, bringing me mm-hmm. here. But this is, this is my decision. Right. I'm going to do what I want to do. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> like, and so it, it's definitely going to just in, inform differently, like, how I raise my children, you know? Um, but yeah, don't be but so anxious just you, to like it just you just have to think about it. Like if I'm hitting my kid and I'm like, I'm only doing this because I love you. And then down the line, my daughter is with a guy and he's punching her in the face. And he's like, well, I love Ooh. you. Well, I love you. Say it. In her subconscious, she she's going to be like, well, this, he loves me because my mom used to because fuck me pe- up. And like mm. she says she, and loves she me. only did that when she. Woo. Iamla. Come on, yeah. Is that you? The hot takes are here. You heard, did you see me tweet that earlier? When when all these discussions were going on, I was like, yeah, y'all y'all takes don't even be lukewarm. Not even like Not even. <laughs> not not even. even. Ice cold takes at this point. The second Ugh. tweet on fire was um gay dads. Some girl tweeted and said that she Is that a Facebook group? Gay dads TM. No, I'm just I'm Gay just dads TM. Um saying that she saying that she wouldn't want her kid to be raised by two gay dads and that there's no way that two men could raise a boy to be to, there's no way that two homosexual men could raise a child to be a, a man because i guess being homosexual means that you're less of a man I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, less masculinity masculine because, of... because of who you choose to have to have sex with. I don't know. But at the end of the day, if there are two men that are creating a lo- First of all, let's talk about this. We be having babies with niggas that are considered masculine and don't take care of their kids, don't mm-hmm. take care of themselves, don't take mm-hmm. care, don't pay no fucking bills. How masculine mm-hmm. is that? Shit. Damn. How masculine also, is it? Make it make sense. Um, there's definitely full, you be having babies with niggas that you think is masculine and is and still maybe... be getting fucked or fucking other niggas. So there's that. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but sis... not that there's anything wrong with it. But like you may have encountered like the same situation that you said that you would never be in. Right. You may have already been in it. Listen, if my kids did. <laughs> never mind <laughs> yep it's Let's okay because it it's different because it, yeah but i'm just saying at the end of the day if there are two loving human beings willing to raise kids that don't either that don't have a home or that they just want to they 
just want to raise two kids, then fuck y'all opinions. Just say you're homophobic and go. I would literally have, I would rather a child have as many parents as they could have, you know what I'm saying, than to be like, oh, I don't think, the only people that I don't think should raise kids are like people who aren't together themselves as right, people. Right, and that's it. Like, there are some people who just like, uh, you, 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 like Black China's mom. Yeah, fucking uh, terrible. Yeah. But like, here she you is. know, or like people who, yeah, I, I, I would rather a child have as many strong, like really good fucking influences in their life than to say, well, I don't think that you could be this kind of person. Because how many single moms right. have to raise like grown black boys, right. you know what I'm saying, on their own? Are, Calvin going to say, like, Calvin going to say, do, do people not know that like, the gays come from like straight parents. <laughs> yeah, like how did they get gay? <laughs> he was like, we didn't, we don't just pop out of Mariah Carey's garden. <laughs> wow. I was fucking crying. Like people think that like there is such this like influence, like you know, they so people talk about the gay agenda and like all of whatever. Was this you and I talking mm-hmm. earlier this week yeah. when you're just like? It, it should just be okay for gay children to see other gay people. Like, I, I feel like people think that to have gay people or gay children see, you know, gay people, like, basically just not being abused and not being outcasted and not being, like, made to feel like they're different or that they don't belong is like, oh, that's going to make my kid gay. Just let the kids be the kids. Yeah. Just let's let everybody just be... Who they are. Who they are. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's get to three things to stand. That's it. Um, we both have a co-same thing to stand. Do you want to just give your other one up front and then we can... Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then we can talk about these yeah, things. Yeah, the two things. Um, I'm reading a book right now called um, Breaking the Head Open, and it's about uh, contemporary shamanism, which is... Um, the use of like herbs and like psychedelics and shrooms and acid and stuff like that to um, basically like have spiritual experiences or like unlike unlock parts of your brain and your spirit and your soul. Um, Jam and I always talk about doing ayahuasca, in which Peru, is like can't a, wait to go in in Peru, like uh, which is a like a herbal ceremony when they say like you go into like the deepest of your subconscious mm-hmm. and you. It, it's like a whole thing. You got to look it up. But um, yeah, I'm like super into that right now. Um, I want to try shrooms. So hit me up if you know anything about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear people's opinions. Oh, okay. I, your, I listen but to your But not opinions. if you're a, I thought you were saying like, not, no, not if you're a drug no, dealer. No, if, if you're a drug dealer. No. no. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. If you just know anything. Yeah. No, this, this, is, this is a drug-free podcast. Dare. D-A-R-E. <laughs> Um, my my single thing to stand this week um, is the Pattern app. Um, I was about to talk about it like it was the first time I found out about it, but it's once again the thing that Sharnay told me about. That I was just <laughs> like, oh like yeah, everything else. Oh yeah, I loved it. And then I just like filed it in my mental rolodex, and then I was like, oh cool, the Pattern app. I think Sharnay told me about this, but um, it's uh, basically astrology connected, like a use your birth chart to tell you like the different cycles of your life that you're in, like kind of what's coming up. 
Um, and it's like freaky accurate. Like as you're reading super, through, super, super. Um, it's giving you like some just real true shit about yourself. And um, yeah, it's like super scary. I definitely recommend people download it, even though it's kind of super scary. Um, our co-thing to stand this week, or co-things to stand, and I'll let you decide, like, what order you put them in. I put them in the order that I feel. Yeah, absolutely in the order. Okay, absolutely we agree. Okay. So, first thing to stand is Lion King the Gift. Second thing to stand will be Lion King 2019, um, the film. The film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Beyonce dropped her um partnership album with the disney movie, um disney yeah basically um which is basically just african inspired afro beats um it has like i love that it has like uh clips of the movie in it as it like tells the story yeah. and then it has the songs following up it's like very well curated because she curated it and executive produced mm-hmm. it she's just coming for her fucking oscar period right. um and then that means Blue Ivy and Tierra Wack are going to have Oscars. Ooh. And St. John. St. John is another one of my favorite artists who's, like, not really talked about a lot. Um, but he's on there as well. He's on um, Brown Skin Girl. I just think it's amazing. So I think several years ago there was, like, this rumor that Beyonce was working on um, – a like Afrobeats or just before we even really knew Afrobeats as like a thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But when End of Time came out and they're saying like she's working on like an African inspired album or has uh, she did the Fela Kuti uh, not documentary. I think there was a musical Broadway musical mm-hmm. um, and like yeah, that's when she was like you know very African inspired, getting these songs together. I feel like some of the that was like the very beginning of this and then like giving it like four years to really like curate rather than like trying to just push it out very quickly was like amazing you know and obviously now it like fits it's the perfect timing for this to come out it makes so much more sense for it to come out like you know with the lion king um and i'm just like amazed like the music continues to be amazing the like the lyrics and then also like the the execution right like this could have easily just been a beyonce album this could have easily just been or it could have just been like beyonce could have been like i'm giving y'all spirit right i'm doing the drawing and i'm putting everybody and then everybody else on and i'm not doing nothing else for this shit you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like i'm just getting the streams and fuck out of here you know what i'm saying but she's like like really really giving us something did you see how um I posted the other day on my story how, like, the location of the Spirit music video mm. is, um, like, an indigenous waterfall yep. um, for, I'm not going to say even say Native, Native Americans, but indigenous mm-hmm. people. It's, like, a, a, a very, very, very sacred waterfall. Um, and that she, like, had people reach out to mm-hmm. them and ask, like, if they, had, like, if she could come there with her crew and, like, use it as a scene and... Um, people, you know, and they like respected that, and I fucked with that because like Beyonce could just go wherever the fuck she wanted right. and be like, "Bitch, I'm Beyonce." Because Taylor Swift would have been like, like, "Clear these niggers out." This is this is just America. This is a free country, right. and America um, is ours. Um, but I think the creative um integrity mm-hmm. and respect for other people mm-hmm. um. Uh, she's just so like. Can mm-hmm. she get? Can she you get? Can say and, and then she like took, say, takes mm-hmm. pictures. 
<laughs> she takes pictures. She took pictures with like the the people that ran the the waterfall or like con- the conserve the waterfall. Yeah. Um. She's amazing. Like we stand. Come on. Like I just this is a Beyonce stand podcast. This is a Beyonce. My personally, this is a Beyonce stand existence. Yeah, that's it, and that's all. Um. So I guess we can talk about the movie now. Uh, wait, let's we both so, went to see for, it. So fave songs off of the album. Oh, fave songs. Okay. Um, Me first. Yeah, I mean we probably no. Have you go first. Overs. You go first. All right, you already know. But the one that sh- I'm gonna say you was gonna say too is "Find Your Way Back." Find Your Way Back is definitely my like top. Find one. Your Way Back when Nile when that John changes. That was definitely I feel like yeah. from the Lemonade era. Um, when her yeah, and Kendrick I like Nile together. with her and Kendrick. Yeah, I feel like it should have been longer though. Duh. But um, yeah, um, I also love um, already. That's not that's not in my top five. Already is not. Are you mm-hmm. crazy? Obviously, my power, and then other side. My power is definitely in my top five. My favorite and song is, yeah, of course, "Move Forever" is definitely up there. Yeah. It's definitely like up there. My favorite song is, um, "Keys to the Kingdom." Mm-hmm. I I I T was Savage ran that. She killed that so bad. Um, and of course, Brown Skin Girl, when I first heard it, tears, like mm. tears, like, no, I'm not going to lie. Like I literally was crying, literally was crying. I don't know if I'm like going through something that could be like the birth control, well, but like, no, literally was crying. And it wasn't like it, it, I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I don't know. I can't explain it though. But it was like, it wasn't like, oh, I've always been insecure about being brown or like being darker but just to hear like just to hear someone say like because i mean i know a lot of people a lot of niggas be trying to act like colorism is not a thing and like it's not like very prominent the light skin girl right it's like it's not as prominent as it is um and like i know that i've experienced it like forever like just like in general um but just to hear someone say like, "Oh, brown skin girl, I will always choose you first. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always the most beautiful. I don't care what nobody else say." It was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Maybe it was my maybe it was my inner child that was like, "Oh my god." Maybe it was yeah, like, like yeah. reaching out. Like re- my inner child reaching out, like, "Hey, I, I needed that." Yeah. Um, the, it just was an amazing album. I'm gonna actually listen to yeah. it again today. Yeah, very good. Um, the movie. Okay, let's discuss. So Okay. I Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There's no spoilers. I'm glad we left it to the end. Mm-hmm. There's well, it's no There's spoilers. no spoilers because the album I mean the album the, the movie already came out. The movie already came in out in 1994. Okay, <laughs> and um Thanks. it's literally pretty much all the same. So I think that that's yeah. one of the things that I just loved and enjoyed the most is like some of the very classic scenes, one of the very first scenes when um Scar has that that mouse between uh, his fingers. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. Right. Too. It's like yeah. like visually you remember seeing that as a cartoon, but mm-hmm. now to see it like, you know, presented differently um this way was just like really amazing. So um that was a big thing for me. I guess I'll tell this story really quick about because I did say this on Twitter that I would tell it like how I ended up seeing the movie like one point five times, one and a half. Um <laughs> I went in, uh, I tried to go see it a little early. I left work a little early on Friday and I'm like, you know, let me just try to like go to the movies. It's probably gonna be nobody here. It won't be a whole bunch of kids. 
So it is what it is. You know it's summertime, right? No, but I'm saying it wouldn't be a bunch of like little kids, you know? Oh, so yeah. I'm like, you know, let me do my thing. I get in there and there's just like all of these teenagers. Yeah, the little kids really aren't that bad in movie theaters. Well, they were bad too in my second movie and in the first one. So in the first one, there was like mom, this mom was like annotating like to a kid that was like the same age as Chase. Like everything that happened, like, she was this like, is what's yeah, happening. this is what's going on. This is, he's the- and the kid was like fully understanding, but she felt the need to break everything down. And that shit was really irritating the hell out of me. So I moved my seat to somewhere else. And then there, it was just like more teenagers, like, and like people just talking. And I walked straight out to the draw and I was like, hey, y'all, um, either y'all could just run me my money back or y'all could just put me in another showing. Cause I came here to watch The Lion King and I didn't come to watch all these niggas come here and chit chat. So I ended up seeing the movie again the second time. But even in that drawing, there was like a kid like crying, like a baby crying throughout most of the movie. That's how it was in ours. It was like one, it was like one kid. And me and my mom was like, uh-uh, get that fucking baby out of here. Right. And like, (laughs) yeah, I definitely said under my breath, like, get the fucking baby out of here. But like, I think that I'm starting to get to the point where I need like a private movie theater or I need to. Yo, (gasps) my mom said, because I told her this story, my, my mom was like, he needs to just get to the point where he's rich enough for a private movie theater. <laughs> I'm saying. Or, like, I could just be invited to the regular Lion King, like, the um, premiere. The showing. The because yeah. then, like, nobody... Like, then at least I know people are here to respect the film. I came to respect the right. film. Get off of your phone. Like, stop texting. Get off of Twitter for 1.5 hours and watch The Lion King. Yeah. Um, we went today to see it. And I went with my mom and Chase, of course. Um... And I, I don't know. We had a good experience. We we all walked out like, oh, that was nice. Um, Chase was like scared of a lot at a lot of parts, so I was like covering his eyes and his ears. But I already knew that that was gonna be the case because he he ri- originally had just seen Lion King maybe like maybe a couple weeks ago, mm. maybe like a month ago, maybe two months ago, and he came home from school like, oh my god. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> He's like. They killed Simba's dad. Oh, my God. So I knew that was going to be, like, traumatic for him in the movie theater. It was. So, um, I wasn't going to, I wasn't as emotional as I thought I was going to be, but I did, when Spirit played, when he started running back to the kingdom, Mm. I did get one thug teardrop. Um, but I like the movie. I love Timon and Pumbaa. I love them in the original movie, but Timon and Pumbaa were probably my favorite part. Yeah, really good in this show. Um. Really, really good. Seth Rogen fucking killed it. I think it. that was Eric, Eric um, Andre. I don't no, know. I think, I think Eric Andre was uh, another one of the hyenas. This is uh, Billy Eichner. Yeah. Is that who it is? I don't know who that is. Yeah, though. he played Timon. Um, yeah, it was re- it was good. It was good. Um, I don't know. I think that certain certain things, like I wish Scar, Scar's, like, whole thing was like more dramatized i feel like scar in the original was very like over the top Um, yeah but they had me low-key feeling a little bad for scar well not feeling bad but like he definitely had a a a musty beard i mean a musty he was also starving didn't he look he was starving yeah he definitely looked a little like damn bro you know when the last time you ate like when the last time you watched that beard (laughs) <laughs> crying 
Yeah, it was good though. Chase liked it. My mom liked it. I really enjoyed seeing it with my mom and Chase. That's gonna be a good memory for yeah, me. Yeah, that's amazing because it's like you're right in the middle of the generations. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Take that one in. Okay. Um. So I guess that's the end of our show. Um. We'll be back next week with another fucking banger. Um. <laughs> our closing mantra for this week. I don't know. I just came up with this right before we started the show. Um, but it's Alexa, get these niggas out of here. Period. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>